Welcome to the More Podcast with Jordan and Marissa Nordlum, where we talk about more. Everything messy, original, real, and eternal. We can't wait to have you along with us for the journey. There is more. Welcome to the More Podcast with Jordan and Marissa Nordlum. We are so excited that you chose to hang out with us today. Thank you for joining us today. Every week you join us, it is the greatest honor. Yes. This is episode nine. Episode nine. We're almost at 10. Wow. So crazy. And before we get to today, quick shout out for episode 10. We're going to do something really special for episode 10. So do not miss it. Do not miss it. And I'm serious. If you've listened to all the other episodes or maybe you've listened to just a few, don't miss episode 10. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be crazy. Today on the podcast, we're going to jump into something a little bit, um, should we say trigger happy? Uh, totally. This should is, we say a little yes. bit edgy? Should we say something that might even, guys. Ruffle some feathers. It might even ruffle some feathers. All right. Uh, but look, we know, uh, you know, as we've told you guys before at the More Podcast, you guys tune in because you want to keep it real, right? What is it? What's our real? It's messy, original, Come real, on. and eternal. That's I it. feel like that was me recording the intro. Yeah, you're again. like, uh, that's my voice <laughs> yeah. uh, on, the, on the recording. Uh, but we, we keep it real, right? We, want, we so badly want more in our life, and we believe keeping it real and being transparent is one of the main things, right? right. And so today we're talking about Christianity, just kind of openly um, about kind of where we are, maybe as a nation, as a church, as people. Um, maybe today you might feel really inspired to maybe change some things, right? And yeah. how the way you believe. Um, maybe you're somebody who isn't a believer. We're super happy you're on the podcast, um, but we want to maybe even nudge you into considering some things. Maybe considering um, your, your life. Uh, maybe considering who God is um, at His core and at His character. And so we kind of want to get um, get to the foundation today, right? So the foundation good. of Christianity, right? Um, and and obviously we could talk for hours. On yeah. this topic, and so we want to just hit some really small nuggets um, over our time together today, and we'll probably talk in more in length as more podcasts come out. Uh, but today, our title is simply this: uh, "More Dangerous Than COVID." Ooh, that's a good title, right? So sub crazy. subtitle. It's not over yet. More dangerous than COVID is this: the casual gospel. Wow. Ooh, someone said casual. Hello. Um, today we want to talk about, um, something that I feel like, um, is not being said is that in today's world, there is, there are so many believers who have taken their faith casually. Mm. We know casual, right, babe? Like we love Saturdays, like I hopefully, or casual Fridays or casual work. Fridays at work <laughs> are the best, right? You don't have to wear a suit jacket. You can wear jeans. Uh, Saturdays are great cause we could just hang out in your underwear if you want, right? No, I'm kidding. But well, maybe you, <laughs> anything but, casual, but anything casual, right? But here's the thing that casual shouldn't go with Christianity. Yes. Right. We even know from the, the, the book of Acts and really, uh, even just history of Christendom, right? There is so many accounts of Christians being martyred, right? Even yeah, 11 wow. of the 12 disciples, right? Were literally persecuted to the faith up into death. That's crazy. Right. Um, and so it's important to recognize that if you call yourself a believer, it is vital you understand that even Jesus gave his life for this. Yeah. And, right? and then to ask ourselves too, are we taking our faith casual? Right. Am I in a place where when I call myself a believer, am I more lounged? Right. Or am I more engaged? Like I'm on mission. Like I know God's got purpose in my veins 
And I'm excited about the mission and call that he has for me. And this is no new uh, concept for you specifically, babe. I literally probably since I've met Jordan, but there's been like this fire that's been burned inside of you about not having a casual gospel. And so this is something that I've watched over the years. God do some really cool things in and through, but this is a word that has been seasoned and totally prepared in Jordan's heart. And so I'm so excited to hear about it today and for us to take you guys on this journey of how can we not have a casual faith? Absolutely. And I think that the reason why we titled it more dangerous than COVID, right? Although we know and recognize that COVID was a really sucky season for a lot of people and definitely a horrible thing. We had it twice. (laughs) Horrible. Uh, Why is it more dangerous than COVID? Is because this doesn't just affect your body, right? Having a casual gospel or not even having faith at all affects your life, not only in this earth, but forever, right? right? And so this is a huge thing that is more deadly, that is more dangerous than COVID or any disease for that matter, right? Um, But we're so passionate about this topic because we have been casual. Can we just say it on the podcast? Like We have been casual in our faith before. We've been casual and constantly fight the battle to be casual. And so I want to kind of talk about some things that might, again, hit you in a soft spot. And again, you know we're coming at you in love. Um, But we're also talking from a place of, um, I guess, experience of places we've been. And so everything we talk about today is honestly things that God, through prayer, has revealed to us that, whoa, we've been casual in our faith. We haven't taken his word seriously. We haven't even taken the presence of God seriously. We haven't taken salvation seriously. Um, And so we want to talk about it today. Um, I love Colossians 3 to kind of kick us off. Um, it says, he is your life. Mm. Like, he is your life, right? How, how cool is that, babe? Like, so cool. That God, in, in this um, uh, letter, right, uh, Paul is writing through uh, to, to a church. Um, and and it's, it's incredible to think that Paul is literally writing, um, yeah, uh, God doesn't just give you life. Jesus doesn't just give you life, but he is your life. Yeah, he is the very substance of your life. Yeah. And and he is living through you, right? And so yeah. I like to think to myself, what is the thing that we're supposed to do here on earth? If we're called to be like Christ and if he died right for us, we're called to live for him. Yeah. And if we're not living, not like perfectly, because we can't be, right? We, that's why we need his grace. But if we're not living on fire as Jesus would if he was here, we're doing it wrong. And that's hard to almost kind of swallow that. Yeah, right? literally, like I literally just read this morning in my Bible, <clears throat> Christians. The in- original meaning of that is literally little Christ. Little Christ, yeah. yeah. Like these, these, in my these, these of the description, right. yeah. these miniature versions of yeah. of Jesus, right? And there was an explosion of Christians, many Christ, as soon as Jesus wasn't right. here on Earth anymore, right? right? Um, but it's important to recognize, man. Colossians three gives us the foundation. He is our life. We're not just supposed to be our own people, right? right. We're supposed to be who God and who Jesus is. So good. Um, I, I love Acts seven. It's one of my favorite passages, and we talk about this all the time. Um, and I've preached on it a few times about Stephen, right? Yeah. And how Stephen's a young a young boy. He he encounters the faith of Jesus very early on in his life. And for those who don't know the story, at age, I think it's 14 or 15, it depends on, um, you know, kind of what um, theologian, you're, you know, you're listening to, a young age in his teens, he's stoned to death oh, in a public yeah. square. And he's stoned to death because he's publicly proclaiming the fact that I signed up to die. Yeah. Like he has this notion and this, this revelation in his heart that he says, this gospel, I'm not going to be embarrassed of it. Right. I'm not going to be timid about it. Uh, I'm not going to uh, play it safe. I'm not going to be casual. I'm going mm. to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to people who want to hear it. And in this situation, people who don't. Who didn't want to hear it, right. And Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, right? And, and Stephen gets stoned for it. And I think some people, to be really honest with you, my first time hearing that story was like, 
Steven seems like he got the bad end of the deal. <laughs> like, how is that life when he just died? Right. When really we know from scripture, right? To die is the game. Yes. Right? And it's, Christ, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's beautiful to think that Stephen had this healthy perspective that I want to have. Mm. And we should have as believers where it's like, really? When we say yes to Jesus, when we say yes to salvation and say, Jesus, come into my life, transform me. It's really an all in faith. Yeah. And not all in like, oh, like we're going to get everything God wants to give us. No, like that means even potentially death. Wow. Right? Now, heaven forbid us in America, us in this country being a free nation that as it is, ever will experience persecution to death, right? But there is such beautiful glory in that, especially in Acts 7. Um, and I think I want you to talk to this too, babe, um, being the fact that um, God doesn't just want you to believe, like, oh, believe in me, right? He wants to use you. Yeah. Like he has a mission on earth. So tell us about that a little bit in our lives and your life. Like how has God used you? And how can you how can you encourage somebody today to not be casual and just sit on the bench, if you will, Use that metaphor, uh, you know, of a sports uh, analogy, but get off that bench and, and get in the game. My favorite way to explain this is whenever I meet someone who's just recently given their heart over to the Lord, they're, and, and it's easy the longer we walk with God to maybe become um, like accustomed to our walk with him right. or for the things that were once like alive for them to seem just mundane to us. That's, you know, it's definitely easy for us to fall into that, that trap. But something that is super important that I've noticed is, um, like you said, to get off the bench. Once you're in the game, you're literally in the game and right. you're activated. And, and I think I've noticed this most often in people that are brand new Christians. When you meet someone that's a, like, you know, just recently gave their life to the Lord. Um, oftentimes we saw this even when we were youth pastors with students. Like, I want to get rid of all the things that I was doing in my past and I want to dive a deep dive fully into all the things of Christ. And I love when you see that in someone that's just recently discovered their walk with God, because it also spurs you back to that place of that almost like childlike faith, like that new faith of like, I'm setting full out all into this. And so in my own life, I think that that's been a really important and powerful reminder for me too, because there are seasons where your walk with God can kind of feel like you're going through the motions right. or you're just repeating the same thing. Or maybe your church going is even casual. You know, you're reading the Bible is casual. You're praying is casual. You're praying for your family. I get convicted of this all the time in my current season as a parent is praying for my kids. Am I praying for them with a casual faith? You know, sometimes after I put them down for bed, it's so easy to be like, I'm so tired, but <laughs> am I praying for them with a casual faith? Am I praying over their life and what God's going to do in them and speaking over them who they are? And so I think it's so beautiful when you think about the example of a new believer, because when they meet, when you meet Christ, you're on fire and you yeah. want everything in your life to look different. And a true sign of heart change is when your life outwardly starts looking different. And so every time I think about maybe has my faith grown casual, I remind myself of that, of like, when I first met God and when I first truly encountered his presence and things started to change or your, your heart started to change. And how does that heart change bleed over into every area of your physical life? Um, and it should into what you eat, into what you wear, into who you talk to, into the people you hang out with, into what you preach to other people, um, into the words that you speak, into all those things. I love it. That's so good. And I think it's important to what, kind of what you said a little bit is that the, the, the culmination of what you're saying is that it's a daily rela relationship. Yeah. Like spending time with God, being on fire and knowing him isn't just a one day a week yeah. or an hour, you know, uh, every now and then throughout the month or throughout the year. Um, it's actually going with Jesus mm. in full relationship with him daily. 
right? Sometimes in certain seasons, to be honest with you, hourly, right? It's so (laughs) vital to be in relationship with him. And I think honestly, one of the biggest lies that we've been fed as the church or as people or as believers is that Sunday Christianity is acceptable. Wow. Right? If we go to church. Check the box. Yeah. If if we're in a, a situation where it's like, Yep, I believe in him, and uh, I go to that church down down the street, and I go every now and then, but sometimes I miss it. That's what being a Christian's about. No. Wow, yeah. Absolutely not. Like, like that's great. It's a great principle. It's even a good- um, Help your life. Dynamic to, to know that church is important, right? right? But like, your attendance doesn't get you to heaven. Right. Like, show me that in the Bible, right? Like, yeah. Like, in that situation, I'm like, okay, like, I, I might be like one of the top in the line since we worked at a church, right? But yeah. It, that doesn't get you to heaven. Right. It's right? deeper. Uh, it's so much more than that. It's a relationship with Christ. And so one of my biggest heart cries is that if you're a believer listening, please go to church on Monday. What yeah. is the church? It's, it's, wait, you're the church. Yeah. Like, there you, you go. with Christ. Like, like, that's, that is a really beautiful thing. Like, go be in his presence on Monday. Like, go, go be in his presence on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Like, like, don't just box your Christianity up, mm. right? And say, this is what Jesus came for. He came for the Sunday service at 9 11. Yes. No, he didn't come for the, a Sunday service from, at 9 11. He came so that you could have life and life yeah. to the fullest on Sunday. No, no, no. On every day. Ooh, that's preaching. Right? Every day. So please, 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 for the sake of what he died for, right? I, I love to say this all the time, that he wasn't casual in his death. So why are we casual with our life? Mm, right? I love that. Like, don't be casual with what he's given you. Every single breath we have in our lungs, he paid for with wow. his blood. And that's not to be like, oh, I, I need to go right now and do something. No, like Jesus actually rested. Like Jesus actually took time right away. He took time with his family. He took time with his friends. But no, every moment of your life matters. Mm. Be in relationship with him. Uh, what does it say in the New Testament? Pray without ceasing. Yes. Right? Does that mean we need to like nonstop just jibber jabber at him? It means it's a daily conversation with God. Exactly. That our, our prayer life is ongoing. You Someone know, said one time, it's a comma. Like I put a comma that. at the end of Our every prayers prayer. don't end with a period. They end with a comma right. because you're coming back to Or it. end paragraph. It's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, see on the next page, right? Yeah, it's like, no, just keep, English major. Right, keep that conversation going. So what would you say to someone that, and this may be kind of like triggering for some people or, you know. Triggers up. <laughs> or this, yeah, this may be convicting for some people. Yeah. What would you say are some telltale signs that we could, because as it says in Psalms 139, at the very end, it says, test me, Lord, you know, search my heart, examine my ways, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me back towards you, right? That's me paraphrasing it, but that's what the scripture says. So what would you say if we were to examine ourselves today, our hearts, what would you say are some telltale signs that we could look for in our own life, in our own examination to see if our faith has become casual? I think the first thing you need to do is what you said beautifully is be willing to examine yourself. Wow, that's good. Like even right now, like I'm passionate about this topic, probably because God has done the most right work in me in this area of being like, hey, why do you take my blood so simply? Mm. Right? Why do you, you know, take breath so simply? That's that when it's is. when it's huge. Like it's so big, right? And so I think the first step you said it perfectly is be willing. To let God cut you. And again, not cut you as in bad, but like a scalpel knife cut you. Like to actually help you in surgery, you need to be cut. Yeah. Right? It's an important cut. It's a surgical cut. 
uh, be willing to let God cut you. Um, I think the other things that are important is that um, if, you know, the, the Word of God says, hide, uh, hide the Word of God in your heart. Wow. Um, it, you know, I think practically, and this is something I've been challenged with recently, is going back to old school memorization wow, of the scriptures. Wow, preach, yes. Which sounds like a practical application, but it actually it might be one of the most spiritual applications manifested in the practical. So true. That he's actually telling you to meditate on these things. Because when you meditate on things, like you sing your favorite song and you know every lyric to it, when you sing that songs, it gets in you. It's like you know every lyric by heart. Yeah. So I am convicted more than ever to know scripture by heart. And so maybe you don't know scripture. Maybe you've never even really read the Bible. These are convicting things. Uh, why? Not just because it's like some random book that God called us to read. It's right. literally a living, living word. active, yeah. Breathing. I lo- I lo- yeah, right? I love that. I yeah. love that it's... um. Someone said it's the only book that reads you. Like you read it and it reads you. Yes. It reads your situation. You can open it and God speaks right to you. And no matter how many times you read it, you'll never be able to stop receiving. From yeah. It. One of the funniest things I had, um, and I love I love youth ministry, but when we had a student one time that said, uh, I said, hey, you read the Bible? And he said, yeah, I read that before. And I was like, oh, like, are, <laughs> are, you, like, are you currently reading it? He's like, oh, I already finished it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Okay, it is a funny thought. Like sometimes right. we have that perspective, and it is totally, you know, uh, innocent. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. A lot of us have that perspective, even today. Like, oh, have you read the Book of John? Oh, yeah, I read it. It's like so true. But it's the gospel. Like it's ongoing. Like His Word is alive, active. It's continuing. Right. His message has changed everybody's life who's heard it. Right. Mm. Um, and so that's really, really, really important. I'd say is be open to it. Let the word of God transform your heart. Wow. And can I say this? Don't be casual with worship. Yeah. You're a worship leader. You could speak to this. Worship's not just a three, four song set list. Sure. In the beginning of a, of a, of a service at church. It's mm. not worship music, right? Yes. What is worship truly at its core? Like you can, You can speak to that for sure. Yeah, worship is so much deeper. It's literally the daily decision in every moment to surrender. You know, worship is truly surrender and to literally worship God and put him first in every area of your life. My work can be worship. You know, my um, my words that I speak can be worship. That's convicting even to me. My um, my attitude can be worship. You know, I was just reading earlier uh, today, actually, about how uh, trials produce perseverance in yeah. us. And what's so powerful about that is when you think about that, I was reading in James about how um, uh, sometimes we want to just skip over or glaze over the hardships, but even our hardships can be worship and our hardships don't have to become a reason for us to make our faith casual. Right. But when we go through those hard times, it can almost be what reactivates and reignites a fire in us for our faith. Preach. And especially within our worship, like I was reading today about worshiping through your trial and you think, I don't want to worship when the world, like, you know, when I'm sick or when something seems off. But worshiping God even in the midst of that because he's good. So yeah, worship is definitely a corporate thing we do together, but it's so much deeper. So those are really good points. I love what you said too about um, first allowing your heart to be open for God to examine it. So I guess what you'd say is for someone uh, that's examining their heart, have I become casual? Uh, First be open to say, asking the question and then also memorizing scripture. How, wow, that definitely hit me. Um, 
because there are times when you're going to need that verse later on when you're walking through that trial. Exactly. Exactly. Can I, can I share with you a pet peeve? Yes. Actually, first thing I'll say, my first pet peeve is actually the, the phrase pet peeve because it's just a weird <laughs> phrase. It is such a weird phrase. I don't, you don't even know what, is it, what, what it, it means. Wait, wait, wait. Short, short time out in the episode. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ever? Yeah. I just don't know. I don't actually know. I know um, mine. Man, I feel like it might be like, it's probably like, it's kind of weird. It's probably like wasting time. Oh, which also kind of goes along with casual gospel. Yeah. This is totally not relevant to the episode, but my biggest pet peeve is commercials. I just can't oh, stand yeah. commercials. commercials. The worst. Like, are we really 2022? We're still doing commercials. I know. Whatever. Anyways, biggest pet peeve with with Christianity. Like truly, this is it. Like when a speaker or preacher says, "Well, uh, do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to get to heaven?" Wow. Yeah. Like the goal and the mission of why we accept Jesus in some churches is to get to heaven. Literally like turn or burn. Like I'm, I'm pulling my hair out right now. If you're listening, it's funny. Cause I'm like, now look, don't get me wrong. Heaven's going to be a blast. Yeah. And guess what? That's actually, if it's an addendum of an agreement, like getting to heaven is definitely part of that, that deal. Like right. we're gonna, we get to be in heaven with Jesus. It's amazing. But what, what kind of drives me crazy is that like, that is the prize. Just trying to get in. Like it's a ticket. Like wow. salvation is just a ticket to get into heaven. As if it's like when we get into heaven, it's the amusement park. Oh, and Jesus is going to be there, by the way. Right. But like, oh, it's just so you could do a bunch of fun things. You're in heaven. Right. No. Like the casual gospel has got its hands all over that phrase. Mm. To be honest, when we read the scriptures, we get to experience life, salvation in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the prize. I think some people still understand that when they say get to heaven. I I think people maybe misconstrue it. But Jesus is the prize of heaven. And I think it's important to recognize we don't just want to get to heaven. We want heaven to get to us. Yeah, we want to experience it even here on earth. I truly believe in the word of God, Jesus was like, oh, you're going to love heaven. But by the way, I'm here on earth and I am heaven's prize. I'm here and heaven's here. The message of heaven is here. Heaven literally can come down right now. Mm. Healings can be still happening. That's right. right? We've experienced those. Right. Prophecy is here. The, the gifts of the Spirit are being poured out, right? Acts 2 on sons and daughters. And there's dreams and visions that are happening. Heaven is breaking out. The question is, do you want to be part of it? Yeah. Right. Do you want, you want to be part of this amazing radical gospel that what, Jesus poured out? What's so powerful too is as you were saying that, I couldn't help but think about how when you walk, a faith out that's not casual when you walk truly with the Lord and you have these special moments. It's almost like a relation. It is a relationship, but it it's is. almost like a relationship with, with your deepest love where mm-hmm. you feel like he, that love has seen the ups and downs and every tear you cry and they know you and they're who you go to. It's almost like when you think of heaven, you yearn for it in a different way yeah. and you yearn for it because of you know, the God of heaven right. rather than the nature of it. So I totally, totally get what you're saying with that. That's absolutely beautiful. I want to share kind of a Bible story, but also a principle from it as we close and do some final thoughts. And I'm, we're definitely doing a follow up to this podcast. We'll call yeah, it there's so the much casual gospel about. part two, you know, we'll do it eventually or soon. Uh, but I want to share of a moment where um, just kind of paint the narrative. Jesus is on the cross. Mm. It says in the word of God that John is the only disciple that is right there at Jesus' side, meaning all the 11 that were with him. So don't take offense to being casual today. All the 11 disciples that literally walk with Jesus for three years aren't even to be found. They're not anywhere. Wow. They're being casual. They're being, they're fearful. They're fearful for their own death, their own, their own life, because he's about to be crucified on the cross. But they're, it's a casual moment. 
And I find probably the most um, comparison of who I am with a disciple named Peter. Right. Peter's found denying Jesus three different times. Mm. And it says even specifically in scripture, I'm not sure if you've seen this part, it says that he's actually warming himself by a fire. Mm. He's distant from God. He's different distance from the Son of God, Jesus, on a cross. Wow. He's denied Jesus two or three times at this, at this moment. He's warming himself by a fire. And on the last time, it's this young girl who's asked, no, I think you were a follower of Jesus. You were with Jesus, right? And he denies him so much so to, to curse Jesus' name. Now mm-hmm. he's not just being casual with his faith. He's being wild with yeah. it. He's, he's completely denouncing Jesus. And it reminds me of this verse. In, in Revelation 3.16 about lukewarm Christianity. It says that, wow. man, if we're lukewarm Christians, God will literally spit us, right, out of his mouth. Now, that's really, really intense. Yes. It literally will say, if you're lukewarm, if you're just kind of a little cold, little hot, like that's not an option for the faith of God. Wow. If just you're not, maybe dabbling not. in the sin of, you know, sin culture and yeah. this world's culture and then going back and like having, you know, your yeah. faith in church, if you're a little bit of both, God will literally spit you out. And it's like mouth. a hot pocket, like half cold, right? Half hot. Like, <laughs> yes. like he's like, that isn't how, it's not how it comes. Yeah. Like Christianity doesn't come that way. Fully on fire. It's fully on fire or not at all. Yeah. Right. And he says that God literally in, in, in a, in a metaphorical way will spit you out of his mouth. It will be displeasing to him. Wow. And so here you have Peter. And he's literally warming himself by a fire, distant from God, literally living a lukewarm Christianity. Mm. My prayer, my goal, our heart for you today, if you're listening on the podcast, if you're new, if you've been here for all nine episodes, is that you wouldn't choose to be lukewarm. If you caught yourself today warming yourself by a fire, distant from God, that you'd come home. Yeah. That you'd spend time in his presence. And it's simple as saying, God, I repent. I don't want to live a casual life. I don't want to live a casual gospel. I want to take your word seriously yeah. to heart and and so powerful is like even like the story of the prodigal son like oh. when you return to the father it's not with a shame on you where have you been you know it, it, when you return to the heart of god he welcomes you in with open arms Come and on. with a heart that is exploding and so proud of you as his son or daughter and i think that's the coolest part is that if you feel like maybe you've been living this casual faith it's never too late to come back to the cross. And when you do come back, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You know, he can, we have feel conviction because conviction draws us to the heart of God. But when we come to him, there's no condemnation. And we literally can come to him knowing that he's standing there, literally like the father of the prodigal son with arms wide open, ready to receive us in and welcome us back as his son or daughter. It's incredible. And I just want to encourage somebody as we close this episode specifically today, maybe you do not know Jesus. Yeah. Maybe you've never even taken a chance on him before. I love the fact that when uh, in my own life, as well as many other people I know who are, by the way, against Jesus, against the cross, against Christianity, when they decide to say, yeah, I'm going to give Jesus a chance. I'm going to actually see if he's the real deal that people are telling me about. Those people are pastors and leaders and, and full-time believers right. in who Jesus is because they took right. a chance and said, Lord, if it's really you, if you really exist, show me. show me. And so I just want to pray for some people as we close, if that's cool. Yes, that's uh, And maybe you want to give your life to Jesus today. Maybe you've never made a personal decision to say, I'm all in. Like, I wasn't just casual. I just didn't believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to go from being cold to being boiling lava hot with Love Jesus that. today. We're all in with you, 100%. And we want to just champion you. Uh, and simply pray for you. 
Sometimes churches get so hyped up on praying a salvation prayer, they forget that it's actually a heart transformation, not just like a, a words thing. Yes. Right? And so we want to pray with you, um, but just know the old is gone, the new has come. When you say yes to Jesus, literally everything changes. Everything. It changed for me. It changed for Marissa. Um, and this is the beautiful new start to your life. And, and maybe also a prayer for those listening that maybe have no Jesus, but have fallen casual. Absolutely. We need to understand that God calls every day individual yeah. and new. So today, let that be a new day for you yeah. to start fresh and to live a radical gospel as he authored it, as he penned it. So good. Let's pray for our whole amazing family at more. Lord, we thank you so much for this amazing podcast that is able to literally reach other people who maybe we've never even met before. Um, but Lord, you know them. You know their situation. You know their struggle. Um, you know where they're at. But I pray, Lord, for anybody who maybe for the first time does not know you that wants to accept you, accept the, the beautiful sacrifice you've made, Lord, that you literally came to this earth. You died a, a sinner's death, Lord, even though you were perfect, um, Lord. And then you actually three days later said, no, I'm defeating death entirely. And you got up. You're alive today. And we thank you for that, Lord. Mm -hmm. So I just say, um, Lord, if there's somebody out there today who wants to receive who you are and receive the good news of your gospel, the radical news of Jesus Christ, I pray they'd be open to it, Lord. And they simply, in, in this moment, wherever they are, would just say, Lord, I surrender to you. And I accept the free gift of salvation. I accept the free gift of of who I get to be with you. I, yeah, I get to go to heaven. It's amazing. But I get to have heaven right here mm -hmm. with me on earth, the prize of heaven, which is you and your presence, Jesus. Um, I thank you, Lord, for anybody else who might be out there who are seriously struggling, maybe with, even with deconstruction in their faith. They, they want to like uh, run away from the church. They want to run away from you, Lord. May they know that the church and you are separate, that people may have hurt them before and we're people, but you will never hurt them. You're for them. You're not against them. And so I pray, Lord, that there would be such a reunification that would happen today of their faith and of mm -hmm. boldness and of the spirit coming together to align them, Lord, to live out the God-given radicalness that they are called to. Um, Jesus, would we, as a group, as people, as individuals, will we be radical with this mission, with this gospel, and will we stop being casual, Lord? You've called us to a radical faith, a radical gospel, so may we live it out in grace and in truth, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is episode nine. We love you. That is the casual gospel. Part two will be coming soon, we promise. All love.